Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Home and Body Improvement Show. It's your boy, Coach Potts. Today, we're talking about a bunch of stuff. I don't even know what yet, man. I guess you're just going to have to tune in. But if you haven't yet, go to CoachPotts.com and sign up for that newsletter. And again, hit me up with Andy at CoachPotts.com. That's how I get all these emails with questions for the show. I'd love to have one of your questions featured here. Episode number 43, Home and Body Improvement Show. going on everybody episode number 43 what two shows in two weeks what is going on here listen i'm supposed to do a show every week i realize that but sometimes things happen and life gets in the way and yada 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 and you know your car gets buried by snow and it's like zero degrees and you know it's a really good shows on netflix and prime video and hbo max and you know the basketball game ran a little long you know how it is folks right you've been there before don't hold it against me Anyway, episode number 43. I know I had some good stuff to talk about. Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about? And I think this is very applicable for the weather outside. I want to talk about shoes. So that's going to be, I mean, I could be the home improvement portion. Or I could talk about my video for the home improvement portion. But for the the body improvement, I want to talk about shoes today. It's the shoe episode. Shoe episode. I guess I could have cued some good music had I known I was going to do the show, the shoe episode. You know, and if I really wanted to try. Listen, when I put this podcast together, I honestly said, I said, well, of all the stuff I do with the newsletter and the working out and the videos and the Instagram and blah, 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 let the podcast be the one thing that I kind of just, you know, mail in a little, like talk for 20, 30 minutes and pump out an episode every week or so. And my justification was if I don't have 20, 30 minutes a week to dedicate to something, then my life, um, it's not what I, you know, I... Let's just put it this way. I have 20, 30 minutes to dedicate to this. So no excuses for not having podcast episodes. Although converting that computer has been a longer task than I had anticipated. Um, Again, it's literally like going through all my old, you know, files and trying to find pictures and trying to figure out what I'm going to save and what I'm going to throw out. Uh, And I'm not just doing that with data. I'm actually doing it with like physical stuff, too. So I'm cleaning out my office, moving furniture. I'm making the three piles, you know, the uh, donate, sell, and throw out piles. So just trying to get clutter-free, not only on my desktop of my computer, but also in my actual office and living room space. So it's a process, and I'm sure if you've been through it, you can empathize and you don't hold it against me. But then again, if you're like me, you probably do, you know, always blaming other people for other stuff and never accepting responsibility for stuff that's clearly under your control. So, such is life. Anyway, I got I am recording this on my new computer, which I love so far. And not only that, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like these widescreen like like monitors. So, before I always just used an high definition television, you know, I don't even know if it was 4K to be honest, but I actually spent a decent amount of money on a new monitor and it's one of those 49-inch super wide. I'd say it's it's hard. It may be like twelve inches like tall, and the forty nine is the diagonal diameter. I don't know if you knew that. What when it comes to TV and they say like it's like a seventy five inch TV that has to do with the diagonal diameter, not necessarily the the height or the width. But anywho, forty nine inches is plenty. You know, according to all the editing like 
boards that I'm a, a part of. They didn't call them boards, message groups, whatever, Facebook groups. Uh, people like, you know, they're like, oh, 49 is too wide, man. I like to do, you know, 36 at most. But I think the 49 for me, I'm adjusting to it and I love it. But you do have to turn your head side to side. That's how, like, wide this thing is. And it's kind of what I wanted. But um, I have a, a couple other things I want to do in terms of fixing up the office and stuff. But uh, decluttering is the first thing. It's probably the most time consuming, in my opinion. But I will make videos of um, me like kind of cleaning the space up. I'm actually getting like to the point where I'm just putting items on my to-do list and then just knocking them out one by one. And for me, that is like, that's huge. So um, getting stuff done around the house, especially stuff. I've heard this saying before, and I totally agree with it, that there's nothing more fatiguing than an unfinished task. And these things that I've wanted to do, I literally have been putting off for like months and months and some of them even for like years. So I'm getting around to it. It's going to be beautiful. You just watch. Anywho. So what did I do recently? Well, I guess this would be the home improvement portion. Uh, storage is always uh, important, right? And I have 13-foot ceilings in my loft apartment, which I love. But, you know, I mean, how often do you go upwards with your storage, right? You're usually looking for things to put stuff underneath. But um, I have a Christmas tree that's, I think it, I think it's a 12-footer. And I wanted to, it's one of those pencil, it's not quite that skinny, but it's a pretty skinny tree that goes super high up. And yes, it's fake. Why? Because I've had the real ones. And I grew up with a fake tree. And I always, and everyone always raved about real trees. So for about seven or eight years in a row, I went and bought a real tree. And I will be honest, it is nothing but a huge pain in the ass. Because even when you get super excited and you bring it in, it's like you unwrap it and you put it in the corner of the room or wherever it needs to be. It still needs like a couple of days to like unfold the branches. So it's not like it's a one-shot deal where you can just get the tree and decorate it and take it down like a month or so later. Or if you're some hillbilly in Indiana family, you know, in July. But the point is I, uh, I got a fake tree. I needed a place to put it. The two years that I've had it previous to this one, I always took it back to my dad's place, which is fine, but, you know, you got to put it on a dolly and wheel it all the way to the car, take it out of the car, wheel it into his basement, yada, 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 and it's a good, you know, 30-minute trip out there to begin. So I wanted to find a space that I could put the tree and just keep it in my place that was completely out of the way, and I found one, but it was in, like, the closet. It's not even a closet. It's, like, above the closet because in loft, you know, honestly, in all these lofts, nothing goes from floor to ceiling except for the walls. Um... So there's like above this, I don't know. Anyway, I did a video of it and I am editing it now and I'm putting it on Instagram. For those of you who've been following me on Instagram and Facebook and all that other stuff, how long do you think those videos take? Um, good question. I'm getting better at editing on my phone. But if I have, you know, I'll, I'll try to get different angles and um, it depends if I have my tripod or not. It depends on, you know, if the story is thought out well in advance. Um, but I would say it takes me about an hour to edit those, sometimes two. And so all I need is another hour or two to kind of put it together. And then I haven't quite found a good streamlined way to like put it on Facebook and Instagram at the same time and then get the files from my computer. You know, if I do it on my phone, it's no problem. But if I edit on my computer, I got to get it to my phone because that's the best way to upload it up to Facebook and Instagram and blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's really kind of a pain in the neck. But um you know, once I carve out an extra hour or two, I usually do it when I'm watching like a cold case files or something where I really don't need to be paying attention. The wheels of justice are going to turn and I don't need to see every episode 
of Dateline in order to know what happened, you know. And a lot of those stories, you know, all you need is a good 20 minutes. And, of course, they stretch it out to about two hours, you know. They just keep going around. It's like a dog chasing its tail. They just keep going around and around and around, and they keep introducing the same stuff. It's like, dude, you already said that, man. Can we just move on? Drive the story forward, will you? And then most of the time, it's a very unsatisfying ending, you know, where, like, and we did not capture him, or, and then finally, he admitted it. And it was just like, dude, I, where's the where's the adventure, man? Where's the mystery? But um, I digress. Um, I might digress. I guess you'd have to progress in order to digress, and that's debatable if we even went there. But um, So I built this essentially quasi-shelf so I could put stuff, this Christmas tree, above my closet, and it came out well. But again, it was a project. What is it, February 20-something? It's a project I put out for about six weeks. Knocked it out in about an hour and a half. Went to Home Depot. Cut out the... That's another thing about Home Depot, man. And I will tell you this, too. Measure once, you know. I was too lazy to get the step stool to get the proper measurements. And I kind of eyeballed it. And so when I got the piece of wood from Home Depot, you know, I told them the exact measurement. They did it, blah, blah, blah. And I got back. And, of course, it was too long. So in the middle of winter, in the middle of night, I had to pull out my circular saw on my balcony, you know, just to get this sucker to fit. But I was hell-bent on getting it done, so I did it. Why? Because I want to make a good Instagram video for you. Story, I think they call them. I want to make a good story for you. That's the kind of things I do for my people who sign up for my newsletter. God, who are you? Are you members of my newsletter? You're not fans of the podcast. I don't have any of those. You're probably someone I know personally, so... Thank you for being a friend, just like the Golden Girls theme song. Time for sip of coffee. Oh, gee, man, you're drinking coffee? We can hardly tell. You only sound like a Tasmanian devil on PCP. All right, enough of that. Um, shoes. Why do I say it's appropriate time to talk about shoes? Uh, because of the weather. Um, this is brings me up to my first point. You should always have a bad weather pair of shoes. And obviously, the bad weather pair of shoes are not something you go out and buy. Those are shoes that used to be your running shoes, but then they got too flat, and now you don't really have a purpose for them. Um, so you put them in the closet, and you bring them out on days like today when it's like 40 degrees and snow is melting, but you still want to go for a jog, but you got those brand new pair of shoes for Christmas, and you shouldn't wear those because those will become your old shoes in a hurry if you wear them to run outside in weather like this. Always have an old pair of shoes and never plan on going long distance running in your old pair of shoes, but for raining and for mud and for, well, which brings you up to another point, but for snowy days where everything's melting and it's crappy outside, you need an old pair of shoes. What else could you use them for? I always use them for the Tough Mudders and I learned that lesson the hard way the first time I did one. Uh, nobody gave me the tip, which is a brilliant tip, by the way. Whatever shoes you wear for like a Tough Mudder or whatever race you decide to call it these days. I mean, there's so many of them now, but um, you know you're going to get muddy. Uh, those shoes you're going to throw out. Just, at, you know, don't even bother. You know, they, I think they even have a station for you to donate those shoes afterward. Um, that's what those shoes are for. So you need to have a pair of shoes. And secondly, and I can speak of this firsthand, painting. If you ever painted anything you know that everything you're going to wear in some way, shape, or form, no matter how careful you are, is going to get paint on it. So have a pair of shoes for painting that you could probably wear again or that you're planning on throwing out if you ever do a Tough Mudder or that are not your good shoes, not your bad shoes, but you, they're still wearable um, and you can use them for bad weather running outside and stuff. Again, these are shoes that you probably are going to wear at most 
four or five times a year. And then when your new shoes become your old shoes, you can toss those out or donate them. I don't know if they actually, I know you can donate them at the Tough Mudder stuff, but like um, you need one or two pair of old shoes. Don't ever neglect having a pair of old shoes. Um, bury them in a closet somewhere. You're not going to use them that often. And this is what they tell me. Like dogs should not have old shoes as like a toy, which I don't know who would give their, you know, their dog an old shoe. It's kind of ridiculous. But they tell me that dogs, of course, don't know the difference between old shoes and new shoes. So, you know, you don't want to get those two confused. Uh, old shoes are not dog toys. You know what are dog toys? Stuffed animals that they can rip apart, especially with squeakers in it, because that's what they go for. They literally, my dog Jackie likes to gut those things. And as soon as she does, I got to like take it away from her because I'm afraid she's going to swallow the stuffing. But she blows through those pings, things. No problem. I'd like to find like a Kong stuffed animal. I found like Kong things that you put like peanut butter in and, or whatever and put it in the freezer, right? But like a Kong stuffed animal that my dog will feel comfortable chewing on but can't destroy. Is that possible? They, I, I did get a Kong dog bed because they like to pretend like they're digging and the Kong dog bed is holding up. Although I can't tell if she peed on it or not, but it's impossible to get this one stain out. But it's still serviceable. It doesn't look too disgusting, but um, a little bit of TMI. Hey, man, if you own a dog, you know. All right. Another thing, too, is they kind of rip through my carpets, but I'm still renting, so I could get new carpets, but I guarantee they'd probably rip through the new carpet, too, and I don't want to pay for that. Anywho, let's move on. So, second pair of shoes you need is a good pair of shoes, and these are running shoes, and these are shoes that ideally you only use for running, but I'll be honest, they're probably everyday shoes, but I will say this. If they are your everyday shoes, these shoes have a cushiony sole. They're comfortable to wear. They're comfortable to run in, distance meaning, and by distance, I mean probably more than a mile. I think with cross trainers and maybe even, I wouldn't try a basketball shoe, but even basketball shoes, you could probably run up to a mile and be okay if you're only doing it occasionally. Now, if you're running like, you know, two, three, four, even like five miles and stuff, you probably want a running shoe. And what's a running shoe, in my opinion? It has a cushioned heel. Now, there's lots of schools of thought, and that book, Born to Run, kind of, you know, flipped the script on everybody with the whole barefoot running shoes, minimalist running shoes, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be, you should not be a heel striker. You should be an ankle striker. It's going to save on your knee. And that is true if you're born in a cultures that are typically walking on their, the balls of their feet forever, right? Like if that's how you learned to run when you were a child because you didn't have any shoes and you're good at stepping on the ball of your foot as, as opposed to the heel, that's great. But if you're some person that like, you know, trying to get back in shape, I want to go running, you're going to be a heel striker at some point in the game. And you should have a thick, cushiony sole. Um, somehow, Shoe manufacturers figured out a way to convince us that we need the the latest and greatest model. Like the, if you bought a brand new pair of 2015 Nikes, you'd be like, oh no 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 no, that's like five year old technology, man. You need, you know, the 2020 2021 pair of shoes. Those are the ones that you know. It's just like, dude, in 2015 these were great shoes. I don't understand how much suit technology you think, like how much the science of you know footwear has increased in the last six years that I need to buy the latest and greatest every single time. It's not. It's fashion. Um, if you can find brand new shoes that have a thick sole, you know, regardless of the brand, some brands, like, they run bigger. I know New Balance, for instance, offers wider shoes. So if you have a big fat foot, and by fat I mean wide, um, New Balance might be the way to go. Um, I've always liked Nike. You know, I'm, I don't work for them. They keep begging me to be one of their sponsors. And I just say, hey, man, I have a loyal listening audience and I refuse to, to sell out to the man. You know, so, to, you know, same thing with Reebok. They keep calling me. And I go, I, didn't I tell you last time? I'm not going to be sponsored, man. I'm not going to be sponsored. I walk my own path. 
I am a non sequitur. I can't be pinned down. But um, I've always liked Nike shoes. I've never really liked the Reebok ones for running. Uh, Reebok got really big into CrossFit, but then so did Nike. So Nike has their own Metcons, and you know Reebok had the, I don't even know what the heck they were called, to be honest. I never bought into any of that. In fact, I did buy a pair of shoes from a company that apparently I put the story on Instagram. One of the girls I know was like, wait, they still make those shoes? And it was Innovate, I-N-N-O-V, the number eight. Clever, I know. Sip of coffee time. And it was a brand of shoe that I liked, and I told everyone that I know, all four people, to buy them. They bought them. They like them. We still try to buy Innovates. And so, you know, I, I, there was a time there where I was not going to spend more than 50 bucks on a pair of shoes. Uh, you know, now the fact that uh, things are going okay, I, I spent almost $100 on these pair of Innovates that are hard to find, and I love them. So that's another thing, too. Uh, I would recommend this is, I know we're talking about types of shoes, you know, old shoes, running shoes. Innovates are like thin-soled shoes. You can find these thinner, minimalist shoes, which I think personally are better. Not for, when I say walking around, I mean like, hey, I'm going grocery shopping for the next three, four, five hours. You probably want a thick-soled shoe. But if I'm like going here or there, meaning like point A to point B and coming back, or even like around the gym and stuff, I think a thinner-soled shoe is better uh, because it does force you to stay on the ball of your foot. And it forces you not to rely on striking on your heel. Again, this is stuff that you might be wearing these shoes only for an hour or two. So a thinner-soled shoe that would be considered minimalist or thinner technology. I don't know how you want to describe it. Um, I've liked Innovates, but New Balance had a, I think it was actually called the Minimalist. And that was a good shoe, too, uh, because it really did force me to stay on the ball of my foot. And that's kind of ideal when you're working into it. Now, I also owed, owned. I also owned a pair of the Vibram Five Fingers. Remember when those were popular for about a year? Uh, and again, that was a direct offshoot of Chris McDougall and that book, Born to Run, which there is a 30 for 30 about that, and I am having difficulty getting through it, and I am a sports documentary junkie, but this movie is just like, <sighs> I don't know how to describe it, man. It's just not as good as some of the other 30 for 30s I've seen. Let's just put it that way. I'll get through it for you, and I'll give you my castle review once I'm done, but... Um, the Vibram Five Fingers were huge there for a minute. And I think it was another one of those look-at-me fashion statements. And what do I mean by that? There are certain things that certain people do, and all of them are associated with CrossFit. Just kidding. But a lot of them are associated with CrossFit where you're like, oh, this guy's an athlete, right? So like wearing the sleeve on your head, uh, wearing those tall pull-up socks because they're supposed to be compression socks because they're supposed to increase blood flow. Uh, the KT tape, have you ever seen anybody with their, like, their shirt off or a minimal shirt and they've got like this tape in like weird configurations on their shoulder and on their back and stuff? Um, you can name umpteen different things, I'm sure. Uh, a lot of that is look at me, fashion technology, meaning <laughs> the reason the most, it looks cool-ish or at the time or it definitely draws your attention for people to be like, mm, what's that? Uh, the Vibram Five Finger Shoe was definitely in that category. Uh, and then when people realize it kind of sucks to have your like your toes fitting a shoe the same way that it kind of fits a glove and it wasn't super comfortable because most people's fifth toe, the one on the outside, kind of curls a little bit. So to like straighten that sucker out, it's just it's not as natural as you might think. Um, and it may be good for you. I don't know. But I will say this, though, that nobody really wears those shoes anymore. And if they do, they kind of look like a goof. When, when they first came out, you looked like you were some sort of innovative, you know, spearheading this 
tribal movement. I walk around barefoot with something on my foot. So it's kind of like barefoot, but it's not. But it looks barefoot. But they also cost $100. That's another thing, too, is just by, like, I don't know, the amount of product you get. When you think a minimalist shoe would be cheaper (laughs) because there's less on it, you know? Same thing with, like, organic fruit, right? Like, if you're not spraying pesticides on my organic fruit, why isn't it cheaper? You know, there's no pesticide. I don't know. I sound like Seinfeld now. What's the deal with these minimal? All right. So a thin-soled shoe for doing short trips, you know, when you're working out, uh, meaning, like, weightlifting, you know, jumping rope, um, short runs, stuff like that, I highly recommend a a, a minimalist um, thin-soled shoe. So thick-soled for running, old shoes for whatever, Thin sold for working out, short distance, wearing around the house, stuff like that. Um, and again, if you want, you know, like I work at a gym, right? Because I own a gym, and I keep my shoes at the gym. And ideally, I don't leave them, I don't leave the gym because that's how old new shoes become old shoes. Um, but anyway, I digress because uh, you'll find it. You'll obviously cross over a lot. And then after that, I th- now ladies, I don't understand why you need a whole damn closet dedicated to your shoes. I I do understand to a degree that the shoes have to match the purse. You know, and, and gentlemen, your socks should match your shirt, by the way. Not your pants, not your shoes. Your socks should match your shirt, you know. Uh, so I get it. You know, I guess guys can be a little picky about their socks if they're kind of, you know, that way. And women, you can be a little picky about your shoes. But you don't need a whole damn closet full of shoes. Here's this what you do, ladies, all right? With all your shoe boxes and stuff like that, I want you to face them all forward, all right? And then after a year, after you wear them, turn the box around. And after a year, if some of those boxes haven't been turned around, donate them or sell them or throw them out. Probably should donate them. But that's how you get rid of clutter. That's what I'm going through right now. Same thing with shirts, ladies. You don't need a whole closet full of clothes. You just don't. I I guarantee you that. So this is the deal, all right? Put all your hangers facing backwards, like the way you wouldn't put them on normally, like, you know, where the open spot is facing towards you. And if you wear that piece of clothing... Hang it up the normal way. And at the end of the year, if the ones that are facing the other way, either donate, sell, or throw away, or you can cut them up using them for rags. You know, I'm always using old shirts for rags because I like, you know, oil rags and stuff. Although I haven't changed oil in a car probably since I was a teenager. No, I did it once. Here's the thing you didn't know. If you're if you're in the Army, they always have a, um, an automotive area that's free to anybody. and Or anybody that's like a soldier. And you can always do your own, like, stuff there, like you know, changing tires or, you know, changing oil. And you can use the lifts for free and stuff. And so I think that's the last time I changed oil. It was probably like 22. It was in Fort Benning. Um, and I remember it specifically because I had a favorite sweatshirt and I spilled oil on it. And I continued to wear that shirt for years to come. I eventually threw it out, but I really liked that shirt. See, that's the thing, too. I guess that's the difference between men and women. Like, when I get a favorite shirt, man, it is not going anywhere. In fact, the shirt I'm wearing now is from college. That's 20 years ago. Jesus. I like this shirt. There's nothing wrong with this shirt. It doesn't smell. It's not more t- torn. It's a good shirt. But women, I don't know, man. I just feel like you guys, you have your favorites, but it's kind of like your best friends. Like, I have, you know, my best friends, I, I can count them on one hand. If you have 50 best friends, they're not I mean, they're really best friends. They kind of think they're just friends at that point, you know? Your best friends, you should be able to count on one point, on one hand. And the same thing with, like, your shoes and your shirts and everything else. After a year, get rid of it. That's just suggestion. That's a tip from your coachy pots. Ah, boy. So we talked about the shoes, what kind of shoes you need. After that, everything I think is just fashion. So I understand having 
Like I got this, I don't know, I don't know if they're still cool, but I got these pair of white Pumas that I really like. And I think, you know, with the jeans and stuff, and they used to be cool probably like 10 years ago, but I'll still wear them. I, and apparently I have cargo shorts, you know, shorts in general, you need specific shoes. I mean, I like wearing the sandals, but I'm not a big fan of the hairy toes. So I kind of get that as well. But after that, it's all fashion stuff, you know. I mean, we're talking about practicality. But I do have a pair of boots, you know, and I have been wearing them a lot. And here's my secret with boots. Ready? I'm the only one going to wear my boots. I don't wear socks with my boots. I bring my socks with me. And uh, if I'm doggy walking, no problem. Don't need socks anyway because I typically don't wear socks around the house. But if I am going from point A to point B and it's snowy out, put your socks in your pocket. Maybe put the shoes in the car. You know, take the boots off, put the socks on, put the shoes on, ready to rock and roll. And reverse the process on the way home. And uh, I just don't wear, you know, because I figure snow's going to get in somehow or my foot's going to get hot and stinky. And, you know, I'm sure my feet don't smell great regardless, but I don't want to, you know, I'm sure at some point that the boot's going to smell because I was sweating in the boot, but I, I don't wear the boots that often. I wear them a couple times a year, right? And uh, I'm hoping I, never, I don't have to wear them again because if I have to wear them again, that means we get a lot more snowfall. And I'm telling you, today, 43 degrees feels like summer. It's Chicago, man. I'm surprised I don't see people on the lakefront running with their shirts off because it's 40 degrees out. But um, I did a little lift with the garage door open, only for like 10 minutes, only for the gram. I do so. I do a lot of stuff for the gram these days. But uh, I did make a little short Instagram story of me doing some squats with the garage door open because I want my friends in Florida to be jealous. Hey, it's, you know, it's, you know, 80 degrees down here. We're jet skiing. Look at us. Florida's great. I go, oh, yeah, well, it's 43 degrees here. I'm doing back squats. I get the garage Three quarters of the way open, you know? How do you like that? Second Florida. Still mad about that 2000 election, but whatever. Um, the reason that, you know, you know why they call it Heaven's Waiting Room? I think you know. Yeah, enjoy sitting next to a bunch of old people every time you go to a restaurant. Okay, uh, enough about Florida. So, um, that's it for shoes. And brand loyalty, I think, is big. You know, it's just, it's like having a movie with your favorite actor or, you know, having a favorite artist when they come out with an album. If, if I like a company, you know, if I get a pair, like a nice pair of shoes, which I'll be honest, does not always happen. Um, but when it does, I like to kind of stay loyal. So I like my Innovates, you know, best shoes I've ever had. If they continue to make shoes, I'll continue to buy them. I promise it. Um, maybe I'll let them sponsor me. They're the only ones that haven't hit me up yet. All the big ones, you know, Asics and... New Balance, and they just keep begging me to hush puppy. They, they, they're relentless, man, hush puppy. Coach Potts, we need you wearing our shoes, man. We, keep, we don't know how we're going to make it as a company without you. And I go, man, I'm busy, you know? I'm busy. You know, speaking of sponsorships, how many, how many listeners do you need to get a sponsorship for? I want to start doing advertisements on this podcast. I think I got four or five maybe listeners. I probably need about... Hmm, 9,995 more. I think 10,000 is a good number. So start telling your friends about this podcast and leave a five-star review. Uh, that'd be huge. I could continue to talk, but I feel like I'd just be dragging this sucker out. So if you haven't yet, go to coachboss.com, sign up for the newsletter. Hit me up with a question. I get to them eventually, right, Angela? I got to your question. Took a while, but I got there. And uh, if you don't have questions, man, I'm just going to continue to babble. Like next week, maybe we'll talk about gloves. I probably not because I'll forget, but... Today, you know, came up with the shoe topic. That was fun. All right, folks, go easy. And then, you know, if, you, if you're listening to this and it's sunny outside, get outside, my friends. You need some vitamin D. We are long overdue. And I will talk to you next time.